absolutely sensational following us here on the BetQL network featuring hashtag the big three. You thought Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen were the big three? They ain't got nothing on our big three on BetMGM tonight. It's going to be an awesome show coming up tonight. And thanks to our pal Ryan Horvath filling in the last couple of days for us on You Better You Bet along with our good friend, the glass man, PJ Glasser. Okay, we'll do most valuable player in the NBA in a second. Um, I, I'm going to speak for a couple seconds here on the Bills and Chiefs because, Ken, I, I don't know what to do in this game until I get more of an injury report, injury update on Buffalo. I just think like the Bills are going to win, and I don't know if it's going to be like by like one, two, three, or four. <laughs> I feel, and the scenario I laid out on Monday, I think, was Buffalo will be up by a small margin at the end. Kansas City will be driving to take the lead, and someone's going to do something stupid, like Mecole Hardman, McKelsey. Someone's going to let Patrick Mahomes down, and I think the Bills will beat the Chiefs for the first time in the playoffs in 30 years since they beat uh, Joe Montana and Kansas City in the 1993 AFC Championship game. So I think the Bills will win a really close game. I may choose to register that opinion in the market by teasing Kansas City up to 8.5, assuming it doesn't close 3, um, with the Detroit Lions down to a pick in the first game coming up on Sunday. All right, we'll do more on this tomorrow, and then... Good news, everyone. We're on on Saturday and Sunday this week, so no shortage of time for us to espouse our opinions here on You Better You Bet. Speaking of opinions, uh, Ken, you gave an opinion out on Monday, and it turned out to be a very prescient one, for the moment at least. We'll see how things go. But you gave an impassioned plea to our listeners and viewers, to our hashtag audience, the You Betters. Maybe we should bring that back. Um, to take a look, at least, at Joel Embiid's MVP price. At the time, he was 9-1. to one. And we don't have to like roll through the whole like explanation. It turned out to be really smart. And then Embiid uh, and the Sixers took down Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. And as a result, Embiid went from nine to now plus two seventy five at BetMGM. Jokic remains the favorite at plus two fifty. Shea Gilgis Alexander is at three to one behind uh, Jokic and Embiid. So Ken, uh, great job. I I I bet it. So feeling good. Does not mean the bet's going to win, but you feel pretty good about it over the last couple days, right? So how are you feeling right now, a couple days removed from Monday's show on NBA Most Valuable Player? Uh, yeah, I mean, really uh, optimistic, like positive for sure, because you got the perfect game. They beat the Nuggets. Embiid was great. Jokic was fine. Um, you just It's the everything you could have hoped for if you made the bet. Like I, My thing was I said like by February 1st, this market's going to hard reset because everyone's going to figure out that Embiid's the best player again. Well, it took two games. It didn't even take till February 1st, so I guess I was wrong about that. Like, the speed with which that entire panic about how many games he was going to play came unraveled, and everybody just was like, oh, right, he's the best player. Whoops. Um, look, there's plenty of ways he can still not win the award, but it feels like the most likely way now that he doesn't win the award is he misses the games. And to be fair, they have fewer back-to-backs remaining than he has games he can miss. What does that mean? It means that if he doesn't sustain an injury, he could sit out every second night of a back-to-back the rest of the year and come in at the threshold and still be okay to win the award, just to like put that in perspective. Could he get hurt? Sure. He's a pretty injury-prone player. He has frequently in his career finished right around 65 games, a couple times less than that. So like he could finish with 63 games, totally possible. Uh, I do think he tipped his hand a little bit and showed his intentions by choosing to play against the Nuggets in that second night of a back-to-back. The only reason you do that after you play the night before, uh, or the afternoon before, I should say, that was a matinee game that they played in the first game. The only reason you choose to do that is if you really care about this and this matters to you. And he, even in the press conference where he says, 
well, if I miss the games, I miss the games. Like I'm moving on to winning titles now. Even as he says that, they ask him about playing the Nuggets and he goes, well, they're the best team in the league with the best player. Like, how could I not want to play them? Which just speaks to the idea that like, and if you talk to reporters, you listen to what they say, like, this stuff is still insanely, he, he's going to not make all NBA just to win titles. You, you kidding me? He doesn't want to make all NBA? Really? Like not the financial ramification for him that there are for some other players with the missed games, which is crazy. Like t- guys could cost themselves like $80 million by not making all NBA. Tyrese Halliburton would be one of those guys who's been out with an injury. Like, he cares like spoiler alert everybody it matters so much to him and he played the second night because of that and he played great and he owned Jokic because of that and they didn't guard each other a lot it was a weird game but like whatever he played way better and they won um i i'm starting to kind of you know get more confident in the opinion that if he plays the games he wins and so essentially what this might become doesn't have to become that but what it might become is trying to handicap the likelihood of an injury and to be fair, with a player like this, there's a pretty high likelihood of an injury versus some other players that play every other game. But if that's what it is, and that's like in a month from now, if that's what it is, and six weeks from now, uh, then the price needs to be way, way, way less. And it's almost like as he keeps playing the games, the price should drop. So like every three to five games, another 50 cents should come off the price. And as he plays five more, now a dollar should come off because now we're getting closer and closer to the 65. Because the reason for that, and I'll be really quick here to close, it's not just that he did that against Jokic and kind of reminded everyone that he's kind of currently the best regular season player in the league and having the best season. Uh, What have the other players been doing while he's been doing that? Did anybody gain an advantage on him in terms of how they were playing statistically? Uh, No. Uh, Jokic has put up really pedestrian stat lines versus like some of his MVP seasons in terms of raw output. Uh, Luca didn't play for almost the same amount of time that Embiid didn't play, yet his price didn't move, which again is dumb and should not have happened. Uh, Giannis is kind of irrelevant in this discussion because Lillard and him are playing together. And even though Giannis's statistics are outstanding, I feel like he's not a part of this conversation anymore. That's just the sense that I get when I hear people talk about MVP. And SGA was playing awesome. Also, they just lost back-to-back games to the Lakers and Clippers. So, like, has anybody gained on Embiid in the time that he's been out? Everyone, they they had their opportunity and they choked on it. That's how I feel about it. And now he's back and he's playing, and I think this is what it's going to be. And if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Like, it's going to happen. I'll come on and be like, hey, that sucks. I'm going to lose all this money because I bet him to win MVP at these prices. It's It could play out that way. Um, but I am starting to be more confident that if he just plays the games, uh, I think he wins his second straight MVP. So we're gonna I'm going to start pricing the market like that. I had a friend text me, what would you do now? that it was 275 and I go, well, did you bet the other stuff? And they go, yeah. And I go, I mean, maybe if you want to add more, great. Like he's mispriced still. There is no way on earth that Jokic is more likely to win the MVP than he is at this exact moment. There's not a, that's not true. It's just not, it's actually a fact. It is not true. He is not as likely to win the MVP as Embiid is. Embiid can get hurt, but that might be all that could happen. Um, And that's how I'm pricing the market right now. I I absolutely, absolutely love it. So just for anyone out there, and you even said it later in the show. You brought it up. You were like, I oh, just looked at the prices. He's still nine. I guess like not enough people like listen to what I said or like people, maybe I wasn't convinced, however you phrased it on Monday. So for people, are, by the way, the people that didn't do it, are they, they're holding the bag right now. I use that correctly. No, because I think it's still wrong. I really do. Like I really, I just think like, so, cool, bet him now. So that's the advice. If, if like people didn't listen on Monday and didn't get the nine, still bet it now. 
Yeah, it's just the the only thing, the only difference is there was a really obvious price adjustment on the horizon sometime in the next couple of weeks. It didn't have to be that game. You just got the perfect game for it to happen all at once, but it was going to happen in the next couple of weeks. He was going to have 30 and 10 games. He was going to rack them up. It was going to happen. Um, now the problem is like the price isn't going to move a ton. Like it can't move a ton. Not allowed to. Is it 275 already? Like, yeah, he could be two. Or 180 in like the next two to three weeks but that's probably as good as it's going to get it's not going to go much more than that until we get the next bond 10 straw poll which will be in about a month yeah well i'm going to find out when that is one of my buddies is good friends with tim bontemps we're going to get tim bontemps we're going to get tim bontemps on the show like, i guess we're going to get tim bontemps on the show by the way which is good that's going to happen at some point coming up in the near future here but for now we got to give you our bets for tonight which means it's time for jake the snake to kindly drop the dope ass beat all right, our show sponsor is BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM has their Refer a Friend program. All you got to do, sign into your account, click on the Promotions tab. In just a few simple steps, both you and your hashtag buddy will receive a $100 bonus. Details can be found at BetMGM.com, so download the BetMGM app and start winning with the king of sportsbooks. I think the funniest thing in the world is when Joey Kanish says the king of sportsbooks. When he just says that on the show, it makes me laugh very hard. Uh, Ken, why don't we start with hockey and then we'll wrap with NBA for tonight and I'll go first. Uh, I like the Rangers tonight to win on the road in Vegas. Uh, I kind of liked the under on the game and then like we had an off-air conversation that kind of scared me off of it. I'll take the Rangers with Shesterkin to just win on the road tonight at Logan Thompson and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I'll make it really easy in the NBA. Uh, I hate the board. I hate everything. If I had to bet one of the games, I think I'd lay Minnesota. I just don't know how Memphis can score enough with all their injuries to like even cover 12 with the way they're playing right now, even though they beat the Warriors. Uh, hockey, I have a bunch of stuff I like uh, over in the Rangers-Golden Knights game, which is currently six. Uh, I like the Kings off a loss. I like the Stars on the road with Ottinger, who I think is about to have the best month by a goalie in the, in the league. Uh, and I like Toronto... Maybe not to win, but to at least play better against the Flames. So over in that game and their team total over. Uh, a bunch of stuff in hockey tonight. Um, let me uh I okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bet the stars. You made a great sell there on Jake Ottinger. I think I'm I think I'm way in on that. He was great uh, against the Kings uh, the other night, and he just came back from injury a couple games ago. I absolutely love it. And I think you're really dialed into this stuff, which is awesome. Uh, I'll lay the Knicks tonight, even on the second half of a back-to-back. When the Knicks have been favored in this range all year, they just, like, obliterate the competition. Uh, and they've owned Washington a couple times this year. I'll lay it with the Knicks. And uh, it gives me no pleasure to do this. I'll play the Jazz plus three and a half to keep it a possession or less here against the, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder at home. All right, Ken, have a great night. Good luck with the bets. I'll talk to you tomorrow on a phenomenal football Friday. To our listeners and viewers, until we meet again Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, I'm Nick Costos wishing you minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.